am P.M. Kester, and welcome to the How to Take a Break podcast. This is a wellness-centered podcast presented by P.M. Kester Enterprises that examines the different types of breaks people take and why you need to incorporate breaks into your life. Let's start the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Take a Break, the podcast. This episode is How to Take a Break to Love Your Body, because it's a pivotal thing. It's a much-needed conversation that's happening right now as we all transverse life after the pandemic, at the tail end of the pandemic. I don't know where we are in the pandemic, But it's going on, and a lot of us have pandemic pounds, different pandemic bodies, and having a conversation around loving the body you in, I think, is very important. And joining me today to talk about it is Dr. Constance Bailey. Dr. Constance Bailey is a self-described overambitious mother with too many hobbies and too little time. She is also an AFAA certified group fitness instructor. When she's not teaching online group fitness classes, this is where I know her from uh, along with other things, but she is teaching English at the U of A, University of Arkansas, for those in the know. You will hear possibly some background noise because, you know, families and things. Um, (laughs) This is take two for us. I always think that's so funny, but I try to be very transparent. When I teach this by when I do this podcast and tell other people about podcasting, because you know, we're we're all family people, we're juggling and things like that. But I'm so happy that Constance took time out of her day to join us. Welcome, Constance. Good morning, Phalia. Thank you for having me back again. I think the last time I was on was at the, the early in the pandemic, actually. And I think one of the things I was talking about was wanting to repurpose my garage so that I could do some exercise. Um, I was not using my group fitness credentials at the time. Um, So I'm glad that I've had, you know, the time to kind of reconnect with that passion thanks to the the pandemic, the pandemonium or whatever we're calling it this week. Right, exactly, exactly. And this, I'm joining... Constance from the garage right now and she is corrected <laughs> one we did an episode taking a break as an educator and one of the ways that she takes a break is through fitness and, and exercise and throughout this pandemic after we had the episode Constance started doing group fitness classes online she also does challenges and things of that nature and that was the reason I wanted to bring her back on because I participated and I currently participate, participate in some of those things. And I just thought it was such a good conversation about body and health. And just to gear, to lead into this first question, just share with listeners more on your background in the wellness space. Sure. Um, so it's so funny, actually, before our take two and a half here, I was like, uh, I'm an AFA certified group fitness instructor. And then I was like, it stands for blah, blah, blah. And I always get the, the words transposed. So I got a chance to cheat. So it's the Athletics and Fitness Association of America. And there are just different credentialing bodies. It's one of the, the two main um, credentialing bodies for group fitness instructors. And it just you know ensures that you are um, that you have a CPR certification. Um, they are, you know, they try to train you on 
a major muscle groups, all that good stuff. So, and I just completed that certification uh, to get those official credentials, I should say, uh, probably earlier this year. But before that, I started, got certified to teach body pump, which is a barbell, a full body strength class. It's a barbell format. Um, it's part of the Less Meals, I guess, franchise of, of fitness classes. So they have a lot of programs that people will be familiar with. Um, and so I think I got certified to teach body pump back in probably 2018. And then right before the pandemic, my, my gym, the one that I taught at, uh, went bankrupt. And so it closed down. And so I was no longer teaching group fitness classes, but um, at any rate, that was my first certification. And um, then I got certified in Zumba and a, uh, all the program used to be called Strong by Zumba. Zumba. I think it's Strong Nation now, but it's like a full body, high intensity format. I have a kettlebell format uh, through a uh-huh. program from uh, their program called Amp Strong, and also uh, Resistance Band and Power Flow, which is a yoga inspired format that uses the kettlebell and Resistance Band and Strength. Oh my gosh! Oh, and wait a minute. Now I have Work Fitness W E R Q Work Dance Fitness uh, workout. I, I don't know. I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of certifications, <laughs> but you will notice that about group fitness instructors, and part of that is that. We, um, as a way to maintain our credentials, if, if you have a license through one of the two main agencies, we have to get what we call continuing education units, so CEUs. And so some of that is just additional trainings. It can be certifications. It can be other things. So I'm going to quit because I probably have forgotten some, but I have a lot of them. <laughs> and I do notice when you, you would point them out in our fitness Facebook group, and I'm just like, wow, she's getting all the certifications, all of them. I definitely, I definitely yeah. understand that they are they are needed. Um, so just shifting to where we are with the pandemic and fitness activity, there's a University of Michigan article, and I will link it in the show notes, and it's called "Importance of Physical Activity and Exercise During the COVID-19 Pandemic." And one of the main things that they ask of everyone, the big ask, is just please consider using physical activity and exercise as a strategy to maintain health during this stressful period. And this really just talks about the stress that people are under during the pandemic, or because it's still ongoing, but you know, we're just at different phases of it, but how that physical activity and exercise can be effective in treating strategies and depression and anxiety. Um, Cause you know, a lot of times we were stuck in the house, we were eating more, it could have been stresses while you were eating or just any other things, but exercise helps release those endorphins to help with it. Um, and just with that in mind, was that a motivator for why you began Constance Fitness Friends during the pandemic or what were some other motivators behind that? <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah, I mean, primarily, yeah, I had been a member of other groups, like similar groups where other group fitness instructors that I was, that I, that I'm friends with would have groups like of their regulars from the gym or just other people, you know, to share um, diet and exercise tips. And so uh, it just, I just wanted to create a, an atmosphere uh, of positivity and encouragement for people that wasn't necessarily focused on weight because oftentimes people will correlate um, body size um, or weight 
with health, which is, is really um, problematic, right? And even, I mean, one of the reasons that the diet and fitness industry is, man, that is an industry that will never go broke is because, I mean, you right. have medical doctors who, if they don't have a, a background in like obesity or, you know, um, uh, research that is relevant to weight and weight loss, people will, you know, erroneously correlate. I've, I've seen doctors um, just uh, for full transparency, I am a plus size woman. And even at my lightest, you know, like I think, I was 20 pounds lighter last summer, girl, but, but I was also quite sick. I, I, got, I got sick and I couldn't eat. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. So, so I've been much heavier and I've been, um, and I've been lighter, but um, generally because I work out regularly uh, and, you know, sometimes heredity plays a good role. I'm thankful for good genes, but I don't uh, have high cholesterol. I don't have like any of the things that, you know, whatever the numbers are that are supposedly the good numbers, you know, they're all explained and the bad numbers are low uh, with the exception of sometimes I have, will have borderline blood pressure issues, which I think the research substantiates that a lot of people's blood pressure issues um, are, are derived from stress, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not a medical doctor. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I'm pretty sure for African-Americans, a lot of it, uh, as much as um, diet, and other factors, I think stress um, is also a major contributor to blood pressure issues. So right. that's my anecdotal take on that. But anyway, so I did want to provide a supportive space for people who who want to talk about where we're you know working out or um, you know meal planning or or, or just whatever um, without necessarily feeling like you know that they had to be sort of watching the scale. Right. No, and, and it is a supportive community. And I just want to echo, echo what you said about the correlation of people trying to say, you know, body, body size and being healthy. Um, I had my own health issues in 2017. And once people found out about it, it was just a whole bunch of shock. Just like, well, how did you have these blood pressure issues and all these other issues? Because I was considered skinny, right? And I was like, I said, but that's why you can't do stuff like that because you don't know anybody's issues. Um, we battle, I, I go toe to toe with my daughter's pediatrician because she's bigger. I, I mean, and a lot of people, I have a lot of bigger people. I'm an anomaly in, in, in my family because there's a lot of bigger women in my family. And, you know, I had to have that conversation with my daughter's pediatrician. It's like, you know, yes, she's very active. Isn't you would you know, let's not have this dialogue about her being a bigger child and then just assume that she's not active. She plays, oh, yeah. she's an athlete. Yeah. She's, um, yeah. she drinks more water than me. She embarrasses me because yeah. I drink nothing. And I, I know you're failing on all the water challenges. We know, don't remember. Look, look, I'm just horrible. I mean, I'm better than I was thanks to the challenges. But but that's why I said it's, it's, it's so interesting how we, we, we body shame with size and we make assumptions. Yes, um, that's true. That's true. You can, you can know better a lot of times and still do it. It's, it's right. really hard because it's, it's, we're conditioned um, in this society. I think, you know, America in particular, you know, uh, because we're saturated with images of, you know, people being very, you know, thin or toned and we erroneously equate that with health. It, one, a lot of those images are photoshopped. Okay, everybody in Hollywood, you're not gonna tell me nobody got cellulite. I don't believe that. Right, right. <laughs> I rebuke that. But two, um, there's also people do a lot of really, really unhealthy things, and I don't, I don't ever, you know, sort of diet shame or even, um, girl. I always talk about how I wish I had 
the stereotypical, you know, black girl butt. So if I had some money, I'm, I'm maybe I would get a, you know, butt job. I'm not. I'm not oh my goodness, not the BBL. Let me stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm not gonna assume, you know, that uh, or not gonna say like, oh, you know, people shouldn't get this or shouldn't get that. That's that's not my place. And, and if you got the money and you want it, that's fine. But but don't assume that people are like everybody. There are some celebrities and stars who have a very strict, you know, sort of diet and exercise routine, and they're. And they're getting the bodies that they want by, you know, achieving it the, the way that they want to. But there are also people who, who have a lot of plastic surgery. And so, right. um, again, I don't have any judgment either way. But the assumption somehow, um, and this is bad, pediatricians and, and medical establishments are very bad. I also have a child who's heavier. Um, but her and my, and my youngest daughter, you know, that we, the, the pediatrician, you know, sent us to a dietitian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can all do better. I don't ever try to diet thing I sometimes I eat you know some days I eat you know lettuce and and berries and you know I'm great and other <laughs> days you know I other days my eating is garbage you know so so that's something you know putting more nutritious things in my body is something that we can all I think be better about or, or many of us if you're working multiple jobs or you're busy um we can be more diligent about that but having said that you know they she has two siblings who are their genetics, their heredity is a little bit different, you know, so she has, yeah. you know, my genes and we lean, we lean towards being heavier and her father's genes, his family it leans towards being heavier. And so she eats better than them. She's, she's more active than them, you know, and eating better than them is not saying much, right? Cause they, they eat horrible, you know, teens are <laughs> notorious for carb loading and they probably don't even right. know what a vegetable look like, you know? <laughs> and uh, you yes. know the team thing is so funny because my son will say what is there to eat and I'm like what do you mean what is there to eat there's a refrigerator full of food but if it's like lettuce and <laughs> yeah that, that's not food see and that's what we're going through now because yeah my my team is 13 and should be 14 and that's what we go through now and she's even said that she was yeah. like <laughs> so yeah oh, her father she was like there's no food yeah, more snap. Like, there's yeah. house full of food. she's like there's like filthy <laughs> snacks everywhere and i was like they're there for a reason <laughs> eat some sunshine <laughs> yeah, oh yeah we, you know we gotta uh you know and also i mean if you have time you can do um what is it i like to use a mandolin to do uh, like sweet potato chips or mm-hmm. you can throw a little olive oil and kosher salt on some uh, kale and throw it in the oven for a few minutes and make kale chips and sometimes that's enough. And especially, you know, depending on, you know, the child. Now, mine is young enough to still be, like, impressed at, like, making our own chips. Some kids are like, the teenagers are like, no, I'm over that. But, but, but yeah, that is a, yeah, I mean, so many people's diet, not so many people, everyone's diet, right? Every Everything that everyone eats is um, determined by, you know, their socioeconomics, their, their um, region. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, where you live, your family history. And some of us, as we get older, you know, we try to modify some of those dietary practices, you know, but because we're both from Mississippi, you know, we, we right. may not eat rice and gravy as often as we did when we were kids. Um, but that doesn't mean that uh, people who do are somehow, you know, horrible people. And so that's one thing that we try to move beyond. It's like the diet chain, um, because, you know, people circumstances, uh, people eat what they can afford to eat and what they have access to. And so look that and that's food the deserts are a thing, yeah. Food deserts are yeah. a thing. And I'm like, I told someone I said the price of eating vegetables 
it's not cheap. I mean, there's a price, a cost to eating healthy, but you know, we can go into a whole nother uh, podcast episode on that. Oh God, yeah, yeah. We, we, I know. Yeah, we're yeah, uh, we'll we'll leave that for another day. Yes, yes. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so 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 thank you for sharing all that. That was amazing. But what has been your pandemic? health journey as we we talk about loving our body and the formation of Constance's um, fitness friends and things of that nature. So what has been your pandemic health journey and what has been the biggest lesson it has taught you about health in your body? Oh, Lord. Okay. That's a whole, that's a weighty question. I will probably just revert back to, um, <laughs> to something I've, I've said before. Um, that, you know, smart goals, and that's a, I think it's a business concept, but I saw the group fitness concept, which is specific, measurable, attainable, uh, what else, realistic and timely, I think, is, mm-hmm. is been something I've been trying to go back to. And, but, but the way that I try to get to that, you know, so as opposed to saying, I'm going to lose, you know, 40 pounds this year, you know, that's, it's abstract. It's not specific, you know? So if I say, you know, I'm going to try to lose one to 2% of my body weight this month, then that's, you know, more specific or, you know, three months, you know, so give yourself, you know, a time frame. Um, you know, um, a process right. over progress is the thing that I always say, even with those smart goals. And so if you're doing the right things consistently, you will get the results that you want. And that doesn't always translate to um, to the scale. So we have to stop. I mean, the biggest thing I have, have learned or that I already knew, but that the pandemic reaffirmed for me is that I, that I have to quit letting the scale um, define my value. Okay, and it's hard yeah. for people. Um, even in people think, assume that um, body dysmorphic uh, disorder, which is you know technically a mental condition. I'm not a mental health professional, but I do know that, that, you know, it's not just, even though fat shaming is a thing and that's a, you know, anti-fat bias is a thing. Um, there uh-huh. are also very thin people who are unhappy with their bodies and, and, right. and other people will say like, oh my gosh, girl, if I were, you know, like, I want this, I want that. So I have a friend who is very thin and I always think, oh my gosh, she's so thin and so tall. And she's like, girl, no, you think, I wish I had your body. I'm like, no, you don't wish you had this body, you know? And so we'll go kind of go back and forth, but so, yeah, I, I, the two things I would say is, you know, give yourself some grace because we right. all have setbacks or we all have, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, this pandemic has for sure, you know, I've been, there have been some months where I'm a beast and I'm like working out every day and I'm going so hard. <laughs> and then um, because of my degenerative arthritis, and I think we both have arthritis very bad, there, there are also days yes. where, you know, I can't, where I can't really walk and I get very uh, frustrated because I'm used to being able to do, you know, things. And so give, give yourself some grace and then, um, and then don't let the scale define your self-worth would be the two things that I would say are the, the, the things that I have sort of taken away from, uh, or that, that stick with me during this pandemic. So that is such a kudos and I will, so this is also a re-record, I'm a sneak peek it didn't um, save the first time that she recorded. But one thing that you <laughs> the last thing was don't blame yourself and don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. And, and you were correct. That's a big lesson because um, I have osteoarthritis. I think you have it as well. And there is like, I basically, I have had to have some, some very transparent conversations with, with people 
about waking up and like how painful it is some mornings when I wake up just to kind of walk downstairs. And, you know, it can cause a lot of disappointment because, you know, you're like, well, I'm not even like, oh, you know, why am I feeling like this? It's like my body is not my own. And just kind of forgive yourself, you know, giving yourself that grace and like, you know, I'm going to do what I can do. Maybe today is not the day that I take like a three mile walk, but I can I can do maybe a half a mile or I can do like a mile and then come back home because I also have asthma. So I like have to deal with that as well, because some days, you know, the arthritis is good, but the breathing because the, you know, Georgia. <laughs> uh, yeah, Georgia yeah. in this air. Is, is not being good to me. So I just have to kind of like, like, well, this is not going to be today for a long walk or all yeah. I can do today because of time in life is, um, is some yoga. Over mm-hmm. um, and just giving myself grace for that. And, you know, just loving my body, like, Hey, I woke up, I have this body. This is, I'm going to try to take care of it the best I can, but giving yourself grace. I, I feel that. And, um, I think that you echo that a lot in, in your community as well. Yes, I try to, for sure. Yes. Um, so how do you take a break to get fit? And can you offer tips to the listeners? Because, you know, <laughs> you, you've heard she is a mother. She has kids. She is a professor. Um, I've, I've tapped into some, some speaking events that she's done. You know, she, she's writing um, I feel like she's doing better than me. I, I'm also writing and it, it's hard trying to make time for that. So how do you find time with all of that going on <laughs> to work yeah. out? So, and what tips can you offer people for that? Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know that, and that's the, so <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard in these streets. Right. And that's <laughs> the thing, you know, a lot of people feel like they don't have time and I don't ever want to be dismissive because I've had people say, you know, you always have time. There is such a thing as not having time for one, you know, there are some people and you may even have some listeners who have to work multiple jobs to provide for their family and they okay. don't yes. really have the time. That is a thing. And I have, Listen, girl, I am the I am the the gig woman. Okay, I okay. Always <laughs> work multiple jobs, even though you know I'm blessed and fortunate to have a a, a career that provides for my family. But it's just a, I mean, sometimes for some people, it's a mentality, right? You just get uh, we have this mindset. That's a whole other episode, so we can talk about that later. But um, so you you try to fit it in when you can. So like, for instance, in our challenge group this morning, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but but I joked or I, I commented that, you know, my exercise yesterday was just moving boxes around. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you know, my regulars had conflict, so I didn't end up teaching the class yesterday morning. And um, and it was OK because I was trying to help um my child, my son find his social security card, you know, because he's got a job now. And so I literally, like my cardio just consisted of, you know, like moving things around and walking around the house. And that's okay. I'm, you you got to count that, you know, you got anything that you can do to get your heart rate up. Sometimes it's, you know, with my five-year-old, it's a dance challenge. You know, so giving her a break from the screen, uh, she likes to go outside. Yeah, I hate to go outside. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I've done outdoorsy type things. I don't like the sunlight. So let me be clear. Like, <laughs> I will go outside early in the morning or at dusk. I don't yes. like the midday and kids, so they don't care about that. I'm like, no, nah, girl, we're going to go outside later. But we will we'll create a dance space. If you have young children, you have to maybe try to incorporate them into, you know, some some little dance challenges or whatever that 
everything is that they like to do. Um, walks are always great, you know, because you can get your heart rate up without being, um, it, without it being very hard on your joints. So mm-hmm. for those of you who are um, swimmers or who have access to water, you know, water aerobics or not even water aerobics, it doesn't have to be a formal class. I think that's the the big, the best thing that I could say is that fitness and exercise, exercise does not need to be a formal class. It certainly can be. There are many people like myself who offer free, you know, online group fitness classes to help us get through this panorama. But um, it certainly does not have to be a structured class. So if you can, you know, do the things that people always say, like take the stairs, if you're able to park mm-hmm. farther away, you know, those things are you know, it takes a longer time, but you know, the, the long-term gains typically take a longer time for us to see progress anyway, in terms of, right. you know, if, you're, if your goal is something like weight loss or something, but if it's just wellness, then any exercise that you can work in um, is good, right? So, yeah. That's it, and that's it, and it's just, like you said, you know, what is your goal recognizing so because i'll be transparent you know most women you know there used to be a commercial for like this this diet company diet peel or something like that they talk about how men work out or men can like stop drinking sodas and lose like 10 pounds women stop drinking sodas and lose like half a pound or whatever you know it's recognizing that you know two different type of bodies and and you know metabolism and stuff like that so um just smart goals and just recognizing what do you want to see because a lot of times you know the scale and I try not to because you and another um colleague of mine who's a trainer Tracy Denise Fitz she'll always tell you that you still need to be hopping on that scale all the time that scale will depress you um I heard I heard your episode with Tracy it was it was awesome it was excellent (laughs) is they how do you feel and that's kind of like my my goal is like you know just you hop on this scale and it's like, okay, I've lost like 0.3 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can. I'm eating lettuce. I'm eating lettuce yeah. and drinking water. But mm-hmm. um, but I feel good. And, you know, that's yeah. where I'm going with now is the feeling good and trying to work it in when I can get it in. Because I will say, I'm one of those people that has, have canceled on, on, on Custis. <laughs> Especially this summer because I'm moving. So yeah. that's my that's yeah. been my cardio is like moving these boxes and, <laughs> and packing. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah, and I, and I have had to cancel on y'all every now and then. So yeah. it's okay. <laughs> So, all right, Constance, I know that you have like some other stuff going on as well, because, you know, I, I follow you everywhere. So let us know what other things are on the horizon for. Oh, gosh. OK, so many things. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a good friend and former colleague of mine, Professor Joe Shu, who's at the University of Texas, Austin, uh, we plan on launching a podcast sometime in the near near-ish future <laughs> and, and that will be that will be called fit-ish and yeah whenever we, whenever we get, oh I like that <laughs> yeah whenever we get that started um of course I'm gonna obviously you know try to do a little trailer and hopefully uh have you promo that for your listeners but some of the same kind of candid conversations you and I have have had uh, but you know it's we think like a light-hearted and kind of irreverent look (laughs) that in fitness culture um I had can I talk today and so um but yeah so so um yeah things that are wellness or wellness adjacent (laughs) that we will hopefully engage with um what else obviously 
Constance Fitness Friends is a Facebook group if you want support. We, we try not to, you know, people sometimes have too many Facebook groups in their life. I know I tend to. So I try not to oversaturate the people, you know, maybe once or twice a week to check in. And we have little uh, fun, lighthearted challenges. And, um, oh, CD Fitness Apparel and Accessories. So yes, <laughs> that was, uh, I just actually did a website redesign. So uh, hopefully <laughs> the aesthetics of that, you know, it's, it's, I've been playing around with it, you know, but that is, um, uh, it started out, I should say, you know, as, and you, you may know this, right, as um, sarcastic t-shirts to give to the winners of, of the fitness challenges that we would have. So um, originally uh, what I call the OG uh, t-shirt line was sarcasm and sweat. So right. it just would say things like, you know, thick thighs, thin patients, things that you kind of see on other gym shirts. But it has since expanded into a line of um, customizable products um, that are inspired by Black women and Black expressive culture. And so, you know, we're, we're, we do things like uh, I'll design custom yoga mats or uh, gym bags. And so that's been a side project that the, the pandemic, I think, has been most personally rewarding because because I because my arthritis got to be debilitating and so when I couldn't work out I had to do something else right and it's sort of hard to focus on the writing you know this it sometimes takes a lot of mental energy and focus that I don't always have with the five-year-old and and the 15-year-old and and the 12-year like with the kids you know but but I could play around with some graphic design on the computer so I'm really excited about that the the website has been around for about a month now so yeah feel free to check us out got back to school promo buy one get one half off through the end of july so i think that's the two major things um some more research and writing on the horizon so you know when that comes out i'll let you know all right i am going to link um constance fitness friends where y'all can find her on facebook and instagram i'm going to also link her information and of course we will blow up her fit ish podcast when it comes out as well is there anything else anywhere else that we can find you that you want us to make note of or any parting words um i you know i let's see twitter i'm on twitter at c renee bailey yeah constance bailey fitness on ig um yeah there's i I don't know i I, there's probably a ton that i would say but i would just say give yourself some grace you know if you fall off the the bandwagon whatever that bandwagon may be you just pick yourself up you know dust off and you know get you know get back you know get back in the saddle that's probably i think um maybe my parting thought (laughs) maybe i don't know i think that's good this is a nice place to end in All right. Thank you so much, Constance. And everyone else, stick around for the free breakaways. All right. Thank you. Hello and welcome back for your three breakaways. I hope you enjoyed having Constance, Dr. Constance Bailey, speak to you about loving your body as much as I loved talking to her. And she did mention a discount. So thus, you can see that we taped this earlier. I do batch record a lot of times. But please follow her and check out her site because she usually has some type of deal or promotion running. And she has so much great stuff in her inventory now. So please check that out. But to the three breakaways. Breakaway number one, do a stress assessment on your life. So 
Constance talked about how things like high blood pressure and other things, a lot of times people try to attribute those things to your weight, but a lot of times those are attributed to your stress levels. A lot of times your blood pressure is running high, even asthma. Um, that's something I'm afflicted with. And a lot of times my doctor has told me, she just asked me, well, what's going on in your life? Because it may not be something that's like, you know, doing to weight or some other health thing. It could be a stress thing. So I want you to do a stress assessment on your life. What things give you stress in your life? How do you deal with those things? You might be eating a lot of high, um, junk food and stressing about things that's impacting your blood pressure, your diabetes, and things of that nature. You're having breathing problems. Could be because something is stressing you in your life. So I want you to do a stress assessment. Breakaway number one. Number two, set smart goals, but give yourself grace. So a lot of times we like to set big lofty goals and stress out about them. I want to pay off all my credit cards by the end of the year. I want to be married or be in a serious relationship within three months. I want to lose 25 pounds in four months. Think about it. Do those seem like SMART goals or stress-inducing goals? I think they're stress-inducing goals. And when I talk about intention settings, I'm talking, I talk a lot about setting like a big overall intention for my year. But if you look at it and read my Medium article and look at my 30-day intention setting workbook on my Shopify page, I set goals to reach reach monthly things under my big intention umbrella. So setting like a 30 pound goal within a month would not be feasible for me. It would actually probably depress me because I knew that I, I'm not going to be able to make that. That's a lot. Our bodies are not built that way. So a feasible goal, um, something that I have set, a smart goal, I set a, found, a five pound goal in 90 days goal. That was a smart goal. It was an obtainable goal. I was able to meet that goal. Um, another goal, increase my water intake. And then one thing that goes along with it is that when you set these goals, give yourself grace because things happen. We might set an exercise goal and then the next day a loved one passed or these are COVID times. We might get COVID. We might get assigned more work on our nine to five jobs. So we have to set smart goals, make it into manageable chunks, things that we can celebrate along the way, but also give ourselves grace if we don't attain these things. That's very important. Finally, breakaway number three, don't let the scale define your value. How do you feel? That is so important. It is very easy to get wrapped up on what you see on social media, maybe from talking to your friends, things like that. But people are not going to tell you about their struggle. They're going to tell you about their success. And a lot of times when we are trying to set these goals, especially a weight loss goal, we get caught up in a number, in a comparison. A lot of times when you are working out, you are building muscle. And so there's going to be an uptick because you're gaining muscle. But how do you feel? One thing for me, when I was noticing, I wasn't losing a lot of weight, but I was like, but I feel better. And my clothes are fitting different, but I'm not seeing it on the scale. But that's matter. That was more important than the scale. 
So I want you to think about what is important with you on how you love your body. And more importantly, how do you feel? All right, the three breakaways. Breakaways. Look, I can't talk. <laughs> Number one, do a stress assessment on your life. Number two, set smart goals and give yourself grace. Number three, don't let the scale define your value. How do you feel? Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes for all the information on our fabulous guests. Until next time, take a little time to take a break. Thanks for taking a break to listen to the episode. Connect with me at pmkester, that's K-E-S-T-E-R on Instagram, or email thekestergroup at gmail.com. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. Until next time, find a little time to take a break. Bye.